Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Universal Freemason Podcast. I am your host, J.T. Asher. I'm president and founder of the Universal Freemason Research Society. We're a nonprofit educational organization dedicated to improving society by teaching Masonic philosophies to the public in hopes that more people will utilize these philosophies in everyday life and help to make a difference for all. Once you learn to do better, you do better. <laughs> so, okay, I'm hopeful you're all doing well tonight. Uh, collectively, uh, we are facing some very challenging times again. And, I mean, you know, just just when we thought we were at the very least emerging from fighting the plague, basically. Um, now we have a madman uh, that's got us all in DEFCON 1 or 2. And uh, uh, so here we are. Um, and, you know, everyone's mental health has been screwy lately I uh, over the last couple of years, and I'm aware of that. I've been amongst that... Um, uh, that number. I think that's been most of us. But uh, I just want to, I just took some time to ponder a couple of things today. And I wanted to say that as we all do try to keep our mental health from going too haywire, let's all take a moment and ponder the idea that as much harm as one person can do uh, when they bring evil actions and the wrong intentions into society or into even a group or into whatever, family, whatever. Uh, you know, they always seem to get the spotlight while they're making their noise. Uh, but let's ponder what happens when the majority of us and those of us that want to live a peaceful and orderly life um, and bring happiness and joy to others and raise up society and everything like that. We are the majority. Uh, let us not kid ourselves. And let's just think about how much better our societies are right now because historically and collectively, we have not let evil intentions and the wrong actions become the norm in our everyday lives, in a majority of countries anyway. And when bad people do rise up, bringing their bad ideals and their terrible actions with them, society as a whole has stepped in to intervene. And as I mentioned, this is why most of society lives in liberty, equality, and brotherhood and sisterhood right now as I'm recording this. So we all have to take a minute and remember that our actions, good or bad, do make a difference. And I am proud to say that most of humanity chooses to do the right thing at the right time most of the time. And that is why we are living in an orderly society now. Yes, things have been hot and cold that way. Um, it has been a tough couple of years. But think about how bad, how much more worse off we could be 
if it weren't for the majority of us who are good and who have good intentions. Uh, just think what happens if our actions weren't also out there too, fighting that. So remember, you are the light. You have the light inside of you. Make sure that it shines wherever you go. And do something good. Make a good difference, you know. Uh, reach out and help somebody else be happy. Uh, I heard, uh, I think it was a rabbi on uh, some YouTube channel. He said one time, he said he was asked what the purpose of life was. What is the purpose of life, he was asked. And his response was, he says he thought a minute and he, said, he looked at him and he said, well, the purpose of life is this. Find somebody that needs something and make sure they have what they need. <laughs> and collectively, as society, generally, we will do that. And we are meeting our purposes in life. So this is the time, again, collectively, let's choose the right actions and let's uh, ensure that humanity continues to live in peace as the majority of us who want to live in peace. And we also uh, believe in each other. We also must have each other's back, okay? So hang in there, everyone. Um, hopefully the ride, the, the, the tough ride won't last too long. So, okay. When we return from a word from our sponsor, Anchor Podcast app, and our moment of GOAT, we will depart from our usual study of uh, Magnum Opus by Albert Pike. Um, I'm calling this episode our, um, our uh, palate cleanser episode. <laughs> um, we've been uh, learning about Magnum Opus and Albert Pike now for oh, a little over a year, say. And I find sometimes, that, and I love Albert Pike, and I love morals and dogma, and I absolutely love... Um, magnum opus but what happens is is o over some time i find myself going through the motions just because i've chosen to uh I've, I've basically chosen to teach about pike's view and sometimes i'll catch myself and say well since i've chosen it i gotta stick with it so i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little palate cleanser I find myself, I, I get a little bit against the wall, and I run out of things to say and good ideals. So this is my palate cleanser if it isn't yours. <laughs> um, but um, when we return, we're going to learn about, we're going to talk about Manly P. Hall and his writings in The Lost Keys of Freemasonry. This is the Universal Freemason Podcast. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay, and I am back. And uh, those of you who have listened to the podcast over the uh, last couple of years probably already have figured out that this is the part of almost every episode where I announce the number of times that you have listened to the episodes of the Universal Freemason podcast. And today will be no exception, but please do know this, um, that I announce the numbers not to 
brag about the podcast or to start some competition. Uh, rather, I am applauding you for taking time from your day uh, to listen. So please know how humbled I am and how thankful I am that you would actually do that and spend this time uh, with me. And time is a precious commodity. Because, uh, you know, they say once you spend it, you never get it back. <laughs> so so I want to say uh, thank you for 11,800 plays over the past two years. And, uh, and yes, I know some of you um, also might say, uh, He's t- he's br- he's talking about twelve thousand plays and that's all you know and he's gonna even bring that up. Well, you know I never thought I'd have two plays of of the podcast go on. So, um, you must know I how humbled and thankful I am for every single person who spends that time with me here. Uh, so again, many thanks, and I hope that uh, I can continue putting something out there that makes a difference hopefully in your life and helps you to think about things in another way and that's the goal excuse me okay so manly p hall and the lost keys of freemasonry and uh you might ask who and what is that (laughs) so um manly p hall manly palmer hall uh, is what the P stands for, was a Canadian author, lecturer, astrologer, and mystic. And he spent over 70 years giving thousands of lectures, uh, including two at Carnegie Hall. And he has published over 150 volumes um, of works and his most cited and probably best known work is called The Secret Teachings of All Ages. And The Secret Teachings of All Ages is just, is just this wonderful uh, collection of esoteric thought. Uh, it is without mention one of the greatest things you will ever read if you're looking for spiritual and esoteric meanings of just about everything from trees uh, to bugs to animals. I mean, he has it all. And the illustrations in the secret teachings of all ages are just absolutely astonishing. Now, Manly P. Hall um, only died here in 1990, um, in August, August 29th of 1990, and he was born on uh, March 18th of 1901. So he had a really long and illustrious life, Manly P. Hall did. And when I was first seeking knowledge in, of, of and in Freemasonry, before I ever darkened the, uh, the doors of any lodge, before I even tried to um, find lodge membership, I did a lot of studying um, from all sorts of different Masonic writers and um, some of the giants, you would say, the, of the shoulders that Freemasonry stands on today. And you know, first it was uh, Albert Pike, and 
then it was the probably secondary to that probably the second uh, lecturer the second author that I came across was Manley P. Hall and the first work that I ever read from Manley P. Hall is a, is a book called The Lost Keys of Freemasonry. Now, The Lost Keys of Freemasonry uh, was written before Manley P. Hall was actually initiated into any lodge. And I had this sort of discussion just as I was a new apprentice mason of a of a lodge member that I that I knew at the time, I was touting how wonderful these works by Manley P. Hall were, and you know when you're and when you're new in anything, you know the excitements there, and then when you run across the uh, those that are a little more seasoned and crusty, um, sometimes they like to try to take the fire out of you, <laughs> and the argument that he brought up to me was. Uh, well, Manley P. Hall wasn't even a Mason when he wrote The Lost Keys of Freemasonry. How can you even use that in your path? You know, how can you, just trying to dismiss Manley P. Hall, especially that work, because he didn't feel like that he was a Mason. And because I, I'm not one to back down or one to be easily chided when I know that what I'm doing is right. I looked at him, and you know, this is a guy that's probably been involved in Freemasonry for oh, probably a good 10 or more years than I ever had even thought of been. I, as I mentioned, I was new. But I looked at him and I said, I said, you know, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but Manly P. Hall was damn well a Mason. He was living a Masonic life, and he was studying the principles of Freemasonry and trying to improve it. But under, I understand that he wasn't a Lodge member yet. And you'll hear me mention many times on this show, and, you know, he was taken aback, you know, and how dare I say that or challenge, you know, his infinite wisdom. But you'll hear me talk many times on this podcast that and and if you follow me on Twitter, you'll hear you'll see me write about this as well. Um, you know, lodge membership and a good Masonic life, a person who is a good Mason, aren't necessarily hand in hand. And even Albert Pike wrote about that, as well as Manly P. Hall also wrote that. You know, at, um, in in many of his works, and we get the two confused sometimes and one of the discussions i had recently on on you know in a, on a twitter page one of the answers i gave was uh, someone asked when is the best time to become a mason and you know of course my answer is um well the best time to become a mason is when you reach that point in your heart the best time to seek lodge membership is when you reach that point in your heart where you're already living a Masonic life, then seek Lodge membership because, yes, it will enhance your your Masonic path. And Manly P. Hall understood that, too. Um, and I, I ramble some, and you'll for, uh, I hope you'll forgive me. Um, 
I, I want to cover one other thing before I get into some of the writings in uh, The Lost Keys of Freemasonry, and it was something that impressed me most about Manly P. Hall. And as I mentioned not, not too long ago, Manly P. Hall just died in 1990. And so we have a lot of his videos. He, he has a lot of video lectures that are still out there. And you can find them on YouTube, if, you know, just by uh, typing in Manly P. Hall video lecture, and you, you will find there's a few. The very first lecture I ever watched, um, and it was an aha moment for me, was it was Manly, it was a, I think the title was something that said loosely, Manly P. Hall Speaks at Scottish Rite Temple. And it was interesting to me because the video started, and of course there's the introduction, you know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please welcome Manly P. Hall, you know, <laughs> kind applause. And uh, the camera fades into Manly P. Hall. He's already seated. And I don't know, I don't remember if the camera faded into or if the spotlight came on to him. And he was already on stage. But anyway, here's this well-dressed man, um, already seated. He's got this really uh, wonderful or looking, uh, dignified, I guess, um, cane um, that he has both hands on. And as soon as the applause stops, you know, there's no, there's no bullshit or small talk. And he just starts to go. Applause stops. Now he's talking his lecture. Now, I can't say if there was a, a teleprompter or anything like that, but the way he was speaking, and he didn't seem to be looking in any one direction, you know, you can sort of tell when someone's reading from a teleprompter. Um, he just going, and it's it's by memory. I mean, there's like this two-hour lecture he's giving about some esoteric, deep, heavy stuff, and he's just going. You know, <laughs> I mean, there was no, there was no coming back. Once he got started, he was doing it. You know, I mean, he had one gear, and that was go. Um, so, um, very impressive man, and and I hope. Uh, Anyone interested in esoterica and and the like, I hope that you will take time in your lifetime and and read a lot of what Manly P. Hall had to say and a lot of what he had to write. Now, Manly P. Hall was also a contemporary of Albert Pike, and he quotes Albert Pike a lot. And he'll even mention Albert Pike by name quite a bit in his writings and in his lectures. So... Um, he he was he was um, very inspired by by Pike and by by those that came before Pike. So now let's talk about the lost keys of Freemasonry. Now the lost keys of Freemasonry are written in such a way by Manly P. Hall that it's quite poetic and. He, Manly P. Hall, has this way of making you, drawing you in and making you visualize what it really is or was to be um, 
uh, I, I guess you can say the, the, the spiritual side of masonry. That which you cannot see, the actions that you cannot see, um, uh, he certainly, he certainly uh, made sure that you realize that those actions that you can't see are making a difference to others. So your practice of, of Freemasonry and your practice of living uh, a Masonic life uh, do cause some some uh, good uh, good things down the line that you may never see, and you may never live to see. And so it's quite interesting how he uh, how he goes about sharing that. And I'll also say that we have talked about the Lost Keys of Freemasonry here before. It was probably in season one. Uh, season one, I kind of went all over the place and talked to, uh, when I got tired of talking about one person, I would just go to the next until I decided to stick with Pike like I did for a while there. So, right now I'm pulling up uh, the Lost Keys. And this will take me just a second to, to get there. Okay, I found what I was looking for. Sorry, I had to edit right there. Um, I was trying to talk as I was searching, and you know how that goes when you're uh, multitasking. So let's read from The Lost Keys of Freemasonry. This is page 50. Uh, the Lost Keys of Freemasonry, also remember, was... Written in 1923, uh, when Manly P. Hall was, was fairly young. And this is a uh, chapter titled Motive. And Manly P. Hall writes, What motive leads the Masonic candidate out of the world and up the winding stairway to the light? He alone can truly know, for in his heart is hidden the motive of his works. Is he seeking the light of the East? Is he seeking wisdom eternal? Does he, does he bring his life and offer it upon the altar of the Most High? Of all things, motive is most important. Though we fell again and again, if our motive be true, we are victorious. Through, though time after time we succeed, if our motive is unworthy, we have failed. Enter the temple in reverence, for it is, in truth, the dwelling place of the great spirit, the spirit of masonry. Masonry is an ordainer of kings. Its hand has moved the destinies of the worlds, and the perfect fruitage of its molding is an honest man. So what he's saying there is masonry makes honest people. What nobler thing than can be accomplished than the illumination of ignorance? What greater task is there than the joyous labor of service? And what nobler, nobler man can there be than, than that mason who serves his lights and is himself a light unto his fellow man? So... This is a very interesting segment of the Lost Keys of Freemasonry. 
because here it's telling you that what Manly P. Hall views masonry as is a great spirit. And this is a belief system that I hold as well. So masonry exists for us all to tap into and for us, for us all to ponder. You know, whoever has an interest, and this is one of the reasons why I make sure to let everyone know that this podcast is always open to everyone who's willing to take something from it. This isn't just a Masons only, uh, a Lodge member only recording or episodes that I do. This is for everybody. And Freemasonry as well is for everybody to tap into. Manly P. Hall, I'm going to read on. Man, Manly P. Hall begins chapter one. And chapter one is called The Candidate. And. Manly P. Hall writes this, here, here comes a time in the individual growth of every living thing when it realizes with dawning consciousness that it is a prisoner. While apparently free to move and have its being, the struggling life cognizes through ever greater vehicles its own limitation. It is at that point that man cries out with ever greater power to be liberated from the binding ties which, though invisible to mortal eyes, still chain him with bonds far more terrible than those of a physical prison. Many have read the story of the prisoner of Shiloh, who, as the years rolled, as the years rolled by, he paced back and forth in the narrow confines of his prison cell while the blue waters rolled carelessly above his head, and the only sound that broke the stillness of his eternal night was the constant swishing and lapping of the waves. We pity the prisoner in his physical tomb, and as we see the stone walls surrounding man, we are sad at heart, for we know how life loves liberty. But there is one prisoner whose plight is far worse than that of those of earth. He has not even the narrow confines of a prison cell around him. He cannot pace to and fro to wear into ruts by his ceaseless striding and cobblestones of the, of the dungeon floor. That eternal prisoner is life, prisoned within the dark stone walls of matter with not a single ray to brighten the, bl the blackness of his fate. He fights eternally for life, praying in the dark confines of gloomy walls for light and opportunity. This is the eternal prisoner who, through the ceaseless ages of cosmic unfoldment, through forms unnumbered and species not un now unknown, strives eternally to liberate himself and to gain self-conscious expression, the birthright of every created thing. He awaits the day when standing upon the rocks that now form his shapeless tomb that he may raise his arms to heaven bathed in the sunlight of spiritual freedom, free to join the sparkling atoms and dancing light beings released from the bonds of prison wall and tomb. So I'm going to stop here and let's ponder this. So this is... This is you and I. We're surrounded by material 
things that bind us every day. Um, the candidate, what he's talking about in Freemasonry, is that person who has the knowledge of this, who knows that even though we seem to be free, we know that there's something else. That's the point in the heart that we must reach in order to um, really understand and be, uh, I would say, lack of really a better word, worthy of, uh, of really a Masonic path uh, forward uh, through lodge membership. Unless you have that already that understanding and have come to that point in time where you're seeking more spiritual things and you're, and you're seeking and you have a, a knowledge that those things around you are only temporary and you're seeking to make those things better for mankind and for yourself. Um, you know, that is when, that is when you've, you've peeked through the veil, so to speak. And Manly P. Hall is trying to convey this in what he's writing. And as you can, as you can tell, it's very poetic. It's very, um, oh, it's almost like lyrics. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's really trying to step in there and make you feel as if this is as important as it is. And for now, I'm going to stop here. And next episode, we're going to go ahead and continue uh, with the Lost Keys of Freemasonry for uh, maybe uh, one or two and maybe even three more episodes. Uh, there's some very uh, intriguing things that Manly P. Hall conveys in, this, in, the, in these writings that I think that we should, we should take some time and ponder. Okay, well, I hope that this has helped you. Um, please, if you have a chance to... Uh, read some of the Lost Keys of Freemasonry, you can do so by just doing a web search and you can find a PDF copy of it for free. And um, I certainly uh, I certainly encourage you to do so. And then when we meet next time, um, let's talk about it some more. In the meantime, if you have anything that stands out to you in the Lost Keys of Freemasonry, please uh, send that to me. Send me a quote uh, uh, direct message me on Twitter. It's uni at universal, uh, excuse me. My Twitter is at you Freemason. And just feel free to, to direct message me one of the quotes and we can uh, talk about that on our next episode. And that'll help me kind of understand what you, what uh, you, the listener, are looking for as well when we talk about Manly P. Hall. Okay, until then... This has been the Universal Freemason Podcast. I am J.T. Asher. I appreciate you being here. So mode it be. Go in peace. We'll see you next time. <laughs>